Welcome back to another edition of the Strozzi Football Podcast. Uh, what a week it's been in Scottish football. Yes, sir, weekend boogie. As we are on our way to the Euros, on this week's pod, we will be discussing all the reactions to Scotland's breaking a 22-year-old hoodoo and review the subsequent defeat to Slovakia and look ahead to tomorrow's must-win match against Israel. We'll also be previewing this weekend's Premiership card. Joining me this week from a wardrobe in Sydney is none other than Richard Tobin. How are we, mate? I'm very good, mate. It's far more glamorous than that. We're transcontinental tonight in Australia land. Uh, listen, I dodged the bullet. I just, I just got out of Adelaide before they went into lockdown, Oof. and uh, I, you know, like 17 cases. Now, like, compare that with how it goes with lockdown in Scotland land. But yeah, no, I'm in the Surrey Hills in Sydney. I'm partying in the trans of transcontinental. Um, but yeah, no, really good to meet you. Brilliant. In fact, I was leaving Scotland just as uh, just as it was all getting war- well. I was leaving sort of the west coast, Perth, just as things were warming up in the football. Yes, well, uh, we were just discussing that off air, Richard, weren't we? Just the the contrasting experiences of um, of, of of Scotland's triumph against Serbia, uh, winning on penalty shootout five four after a, a one all tie in in ninety minutes, and wow, I mean, it's just. Talk about lifting a nation, but just you know, twenty-two years, the hoodoo's gone, the monkeys off the back, all the expressions you can think of. Um, <laughs> Very exciting. I was watching on the BBC updates. That's the really sad thing. I oh. got to the airport. That I got up so early in the morning, as you know, in Australia land. You know, when when we're watching the football, it's often an early morning affair, um, particularly when it's an exciting evening. Kickoff. Yeah, yeah, I see. And uh, and so I got to eighty-seven minutes. I thought one 0 I thought yes. But knowing Scotland, I knew things could go wrong. And then I got a text from about three people simultaneously. My pal's back in Scotland saying, oh no. (laughs) Oh, look, I've never been so anxious, nervous, excited for a game of football, especially since COVID. COVID has sucked the life out of football for me. But honestly, I had that genuine feeling on on Friday, well, Friday morning it was. I woke up at 3.45, I'm lying in bed on my phone with my AirPods in. Apple, thank you. Um, and, and much like Scotland, settled in early, and I was impressed with how comfortable the performance was. It was calm. It was assured. We were suffocating the Serbians. They were labelled as arrogant by Gordon Strachan, so they turned up thinking that they were just going to play their way. We didn't let them. And we recycled possession, Cal McGregor, Ryan Jack, and just put them under so much pressure. Lyndon Dykes leading the line. Ryan Christie, immense. Um, and your wide players, um, particularly Stephen O'Donnell, he really impressed me. I, I was a bit thinking, saying, oh, yeah, he's getting a game because we haven't got a right back. But he played really, really well. And big Declan Gallagher, hands ha, ha, hands, hands off to him. So, I mean, he got booked early for a, a, a nothing challenge and managed to see off their, their main centre forward. And, and he had an absolute stormer. And, um, yeah, just, I mean... What is, that the most, is that the most exciting you'd, you've been in your bed for a wee while? Or, uh, just... <laughs> I didn't ask my wife, but yeah, probably. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it's just, it's hard to see. You watched it and, 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 and we just missed a chance. Uh, Andy uh, Robertson, he had a golden opportunity to score. Lyndon Dykes set him up. He did all the hard work. He shimmied and he, he yeah. laid the ball off to Robertson. And any other time he'd have buried it. And he's just smashed it, and um, and and now I was like, I was thinking, oh, we're going to rue that mischance. So that's not- psychology of the blue and red shirt, isn't it? Like, there's <laughs> kind of the story of like wearing a red shirt makes you do these things better. Lyndon Dykes, what he is, what a find! Oh, 
I mean, I, I, so I, many I, good I, games and and so many good games in a short space of time. Hats off, Stevie Clark. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that we managed to get him, and I'm thinking, oh, do we really need him? Like, but he just leads the line so well. He just works so hard. He he runs the channels. He he's a pest. Like, as a defender, you'd hate him because he's always he's up in your grill. Yeah. He's yeah. he's winning headers. He's winning flick ons, and he's just. You know, Ryan Christie's just buzzing around him, and you know you can imagine the same with Ryan uh, with um, Ryan Fraser and, and other players like that. Jamesy Forrest, you know, they just would love a target man like that, where you just you just work off him, and and it worked a treat. And uh, and just when we scored the goal, I'm lying in bed and I'm like, trying not to like make too much noise. <laughs> I'm doing a wee silent fist pump, just going yes. And uh, and I mean Ryan Christie, I mean the audacity to sort of do a, a basically a 180 degree turn and just and just hit the bottom corner. And I mean, great finish. Have drew into play with him and 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 uh, Callum McGregor Very for the, funny. For the I, goal. I, I think I, I was sitting in rules. So, I, I did predict a one nil Scotland win. Yeah, and it was so close. Oh. But I was I was sitting in in seventeen E. Um, some of you remember aircraft travel. That's what we did before this kind of <laughs> stuff started. Uh, but seventeen E and and and. And the penalties and giving out you and almost getting chucked off the plane because they thought I might have the COVID. But anyway, um, that, that that aside, really, really good performance, really solid. And who are Baccarat? Oh, I mean, I just, I'll just take it back a sec, but just when they stored in injury time, it just felt like a punch in the ghoulies. It really did. <laughs> it, was a, it was a sickener. I just... Yeah. Ah, oh, you just you're lying there. I was lying there. I felt I could throw the phone across the room. I was just, I was angry, sick, sad. I just going, oh no, it's just it's all happening again. And and that first fifteen minutes of extra time, like Serbia really came alive. They thought they were going to pinch this game. They'd done nothing for ninety minutes, and you just thought if they pinch this an extra time, it'd be a travesty to to the football gods. Thankfully, we rallied. I mean, yeah. a blight, a blight Scotland substitutions. I know what Steve Clark was trying to do. He was trying to see out the game. He, he took off his front three players and tried to shore it up, and it didn't work. Ollie McBurney, we'll talk to him a bit later, but he did absolutely nothing. Callum Patterson, the the um, the Freddie Mercury lookalike, he he, <laughs> hey, he, he was he was left he was left wanting for Harsh the Freddie for, for the <laughs> uh, yeah for the for the cross for the goal and. And a free header, and then they were so tight, they were so disciplined for the whole game, and just to let it slip that last, that basically the last kick of the ball, it was just like, oh, yeah. And then you, you, they managed to rally. They didn't, they didn't chuck it in. They dug deep. They actually turned the momentum back around Scotland's favour just as the game was ending. And then we went to the penalty shootout, and we've got Griffiths, McGregor, McTominay, McBurney to his credit, and McLean stepping up and hitting some of the five best penalties. You will ever see. I mean, yeah, they were they were from very the top drawer. and calm, yeah, very. And then and, and then not only that, then David Marshall stepping up for the fifth penalty and denying Alexander Mitrovic their best player to end twenty two years of pain, and we've qualified for the Euros. Holy it's crap! Great. It's actually happened. I know, I know, it's great, and we've got some Diddy teams that we've already beaten um, in in recent. Um, history: the Czech Republic and Croatia, both of whom um, have had their 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 um, hides tanned by Scotland. And then we've got that interesting game in the middle against oh England. 
Yes, I mean, well, the interesting thing was that if we qualified, we'd have a game against England, and if Serbia qualified, they'd have a game against Croatia. So there was, yeah, an extra. I mean, if, they, if you need rivalry. any more incentive, that there, there it was. But um, definitely something to look forward to next um, next winter in Australia or next summer in Scotland. And well, um, well, you, you do know that England are going to win the tournament anyway, because that's that's what you know they they won the World Cup back in 1966. That took me eight minutes and 12 seconds to get that in um but i mean you know they, they are quite likely to win the tournament because they're the best team that anyone has ever seen this side of anything that you could do oh apart from belgium yes well obviously still a bit hungover from from thursday night success they then um went to Slovakia to, to play them in the Nations League with a chance to seal the group had we beat them on Sunday night. And Steve Clark, he rung the changes in. He, he The only players to retain their places were McGinn, Christie, and the man of the match for that game, uh, Kieran Tierney, who was uh, transitioned out to the left wing-back role and was immense. Yeah. Um, and uh, despite a solid performance, um, and there was chances that failed to make Burnley, McLean with a header, and Griffiths right at the death with the last kick of the ball, good save. Um, chances went to bed in, and we, we lost 1-0. So um, the one thing I want to throw at you, Richard, is just the the, the change in the, the the narrative of the media, just in the sense that, all right, that's ended our unbeaten run of nine games or whatever it was, and uh, it's a blip. And um, yeah, we, we performed well, we just didn't get the result. Whereas had that been maybe a couple of months ago, that would have been an absolute disaster. Yeah, um, I, how do you feel? Do you know, it's part of the mentality in some respects. I think that um, you and I both know that that we are that. Scotland are the neighbours of the bigger, more dominant country. The kind of media narrative is often about the English Premier League. And that's one of the reasons that Scottish football doesn't get as much attention. You get someone like Kieran Tierney who goes down to um, Arsenal and people are suddenly surprised that he's actually quite good at football. Um, and, and you know, I, I actually genuinely think that that's probably part of how that's kind of played out. However, what I would say is that um, this has been the beginning of the end of the rot. There have been so many Scottish managers, you know, in in that kind of interim period between qualifying for a major tournament and being, um, you know, qualifying material again. I'd like to throw out a question for anyone listening for the interim managers between 20... 2002 actually which was the last kind of tournament but I think the last one we qualified was 1998 but 2002 until 2020 who the interim manager is with the perfect the 100% record and I think the answer might surprise you but Bertie Volks, Gordon Strachan, George Burley, Axe McLeish, Walter Smith, Craig Levine none of them managed it it's absolutely brilliant for Stevie Clark and as we said last week actually you know he's worked with some really reasonable people and um, between Rude Hulett and and Mourinho I'm delighted I'm delighted that they've done it and it was amazing that they did it while it was still four in the morning in Australia because I that's a good start to the day <laughs> well I mean there's a couple of things I want to just pick up on what you said there Richard there's a couple of things one is the team that actually beat Serbia in penalties, um, there was no, apart from David Marshall and goal, no English championship players or lower. So your team was made up of English Premier League players in Tierney, McTominay, Robertson, um, and McGinn. 
And then, and oh, sorry, and then Lyndon Dykes is playing in the championship. My apologies. And then you've got Christie, McGregor, Jack, O'Donnell, and Gallagher all playing in the Scottish Premier League. And I think, you know, there's been an over reliance from managers in the past relying on talent that is playing down south, thinking it's of a they're, they're better because they're playing in England. When I mean, I think it was um, Tam. Uh, Tam Cowan that said that it's been yeah. 50 years since there's been two Motherwell players playing in a Scotland yeah. team at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and 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 Gallagher went on a essentially a free transfer, and O'Donnell was a free agent at the start of the season and signed a short-term contract with 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 Motherwell. So, you know, it just shows you that we do have talent in Scotland. We are capable, but it does take a good manager, and a good manager can turn a, a, a group of individuals into a team. It was a team performance. They all knew what they were doing, and it, it, it's paid dividends. And, you know, the media were on them a few months ago saying, oh, three at the back doesn't work and all the rest of it. But he stuck to his guns. He's got it working, and he's ended the debate once and for all that Robertson and Kieran Tierney can play in the one team. Oh, and 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 and, and, and the number yes. of, of hours of discussion that's been had on that topic, and he has found a way of making it work. And fair play to him. And uh, yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's just all mate Bernie's the the one that's definitely he's definitely been polarizing the um the Tartan Army just in terms of his work rate and he's and, and that's the thing for me that really it really annoyed me on the on the, the friday morning or thursday night when uh, they, they're playing uh serbia and he came off the bench and he just didn't look like he could run the length of himself he just you, you'd have been better keeping linden dykes on that's how i felt i'm thinking i know why he made the change but honestly he just was not winning any flick-ons he wasn't getting in front of the defenders he just was just nowhere he just seemed to be lost and i was thinking I mean, what a difference it makes just having a striker like Dykes, who is is all Eddie everywhere, as opposed to McBurney. And he got his start against Slovakia, and he had a couple of chances, and he didn't take them. And the pressure builds because it's a bit like Alfredo Merrill staying Celtic. He's now played something like eight or nine games without scoring for Scotland, and the pressure just keeps mounting and mounting. And he doesn't help himself with the, the socks rolled down and just the, the body language just looks that he's not interested. There was a comments in the tunnel last year when he was playing for his club that he said, oh, Scotland are shrugging his shoulders. So he's got a lot riding against him. And he just, I just don't know how he overcomes that. Any thoughts on that, Richard? Or? Well, I was going to say that it's really, it, it's, it's much easier when there aren't fans in the stadium to get away with that. But when there are fans in the stadium, they'll pretty soon let him know what they think. And and I think that um, I actually thought that he didn't play that badly. Some of it, you know, some of the, the kind of half chances that he had, he was maybe the half yard off, as you say. But it is a speed game. It's, it's a game of like intensity at the top level. And 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 you know, to be playing at the level that he's playing at in club football and not really be replicating that in, in the Scotland shirt. Yeah, I, I think you know there are other play, there are other players who are Lee Griffiths who earlier this year was at the top of his game in my opinion, um, and and has come off the boil a little bit, but is very very close to coming back. He's a very potent weapon. I think that he's going to have competition. So I actually genuinely think that you're you're correct in your observations. I just see that he's still got something. It's just maybe he needs to understand that that's what that's what's required at that level and and if he doesn't then i'm pretty sure stevie clark will be pretty brutal about it 
I, I, I must admit, I, I, the one thing I'll give him is that he put his hand up to take a penalty against Serbia and he scored it well. So, yeah. um, you know, he so we're giving easily, that back. He could, easily, he could easily, <laughs> well, he could easily shirk that responsibility, but he didn't, and he scored. So, you know, that's that's. I, I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. That was that was what was there. So, um, we better. T- uh, we'll just quickly finish up in Scotland. Just obviously, we've got Israel tonight. Um, if we win that match, we will top our, our group in the Nations League, which gives us that backdoor entry into the uh, the World Cup, potentially. So if we don't make it through the World Cup qualifying campaign, we have this to fall back on and the potential to play a team such as Austria in that sort of ilk. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, given the fact that we qualified for the Euros through the Nations League, it'd be remiss not to take this opportunity. So we have to beat Israel tonight, and it's been very, yeah. very tight, tight running. We've we've beaten them on penalties, we've drawn one all, we've won three two at home, and we've lost two one away to them. So it's very, very tight. They're a team that doesn't give a lot away, but they are without El Hamed, who is uh, suspended after picking up a red card on the weekend. Uh, I reckon that um, remember that Czech Republic actually need to win their game because um, if they don't, um, our head to head is better. better. And yep. so, um, so if they draw or lose tonight, then Scotland still qualify at the top of that group. So it's not an essential that Scotland win tonight, yep. but I do think it would be. I, I actually think that what happened against Slovakia was very much um, okay, guys. Really amazing, momentous, emotional occasion earlier in the week. A few of you get a bit of a rest. Um, motivating for some of the guys who are fringe players. But uh, yeah, this is very much the one that they had half an eye on with that kind of backdoor route. Um, speaking of Nations League, great to see um, Spain um, giving Germany a bit of a 6-0 doing. And um, that's the biggest international defeat that Germany have ever had. Um, and Joachim Lowe, who um, has been with them in... Um, he was actually... He is probably... Jack Ross's natural predecessor in his, uh, <laughs> in, his, in, his in his kind of black kind of crew neck. Um, oh, so yeah, totally. Oh, I was the first guy. I was the first guy. Um, so um, Joachim Lowe is now under pressure as the German coach because they got such a doing. He's been um, there for such Spain. a long time, hasn't he? He's been there for years. Yeah, yeah, but a World Cup winner, it just, just goes to show you though. I mean, there we go. This is a guy that's kind of won the World Cup and uh, by the way, you're now under pressure. Anyway, um, um, 2021 for the Euro Championships 2022 for Qatar. No financial doping involved there. I'm sure there was no no packages of money that went to any FIFA officials in any way, shape, or form. I know they were now there on the web, but you, yeah, look, you know, I'm sure there are legal things not in to, play. Not, 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 not at all, not at all. Not so, at Richard, all. believe it or not, we actually got a question on social media this weekend. Oh. You can find the Strozzi Football Podcast in all your major social media outlets, and we are broadcasting on Podbean, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, Kevin asks, would we rather take a 1-0 defeat to England and still qualify for the knockout stages of the Euros or beat England 6-0 at Wembley but lose to Croatia and the Czech Republic and go home? I would grudgingly take the 1-0 defeat from England. Yes, I have to agree. I'm not an Everton supporter. I don't. Um, I don't judge my success on beating our rivals. So it'd be well, I've got a great joke about Everton supporters actually, because Everton, when they were top of the league recently, I had a Liverpool fan who um, told me he said, "You know, Everton top of the league, it's like an elephant at the top of a tree. You don't know how it got up there, but you know it's going to come down." 
Ooh, we could be dividing our listener base here, Richard, but it's, oh. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's, no bad, it's not a bad joke, and it's probably true. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, I mean, if 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 Scotland were to uh, make the knockout stages, that would actually be historic in itself because we've never actually managed to do that before. Um, but uh, I would hope that we'd reach the knockout stages and then the Croatia, the Czech Republic would do England and then I'd get the best of both worlds. But thank you, Kevin, for your question. And like I said, if you've got questions, please throw them at us at our... Uh, social media pages so um just very quickly we'll turn our attention to the elite cup the draw for the um for the next round after the group stages has been made a few tasty Dun- ties dundee uh, united blew it because uh, they lost to peterhead <laughs> or oh, and indeed they they capitulated late they were one one all with um hibernian with about 10 minutes to go and then ship three goals in the last 10 minutes so yeah. and guess who they play in the next round yeah, yeah hibernian yeah. again i mean it's jack jack ross was like i can't believe that we can actually do that and i went yeah. well yeah apparently you can so uh so yeah so a few few interesting ties few premier league ties so mother will play in st johnson st Martin versus aberdeen and Celtic have drawn Ross County at Parkhead. Uh, Rangers are on a way tie to Falkirk. Um, Livingston versus Air United. That's, and, a, that's yeah. actually going to be an interesting game because Air yeah. United are still going quite well. And yeah. for all that they've had lots of change and, um, and you know, the, the, kind of the two protagonists, if you like, of that, that um, renaissance for Air United have moved on. Um, they've been going pretty well in the league, so I, I think that'll be a really interesting tie. Yeah. Um, so what have I got here? I've got a few little tidbits from the from the uh the League Cup. So what have we got here? So I both have reached the the group stages or the main or sorry, the next stage of the tour for the first time in twenty-two years. So that, oh, that wow. so that even oh sorry, twenty-seven years, sorry. So Scotland was twenty-two years, I both twenty-seven years, Dick Campbell's side beat Elgin City 3-0. Um, so that gets them through to the next round. The last time they did that, it was 93-94, and they were thumped 9-1 by Celtic. So can you imagine uh, can you imagine what it's like in the bedroom of an Arbroath and Scotland fan? My goodness me. <laughs> Especially if they're in Australia at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, the mind boggles Richard the mind the mind boggles uh, what else have we got here we've got uh, da, 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 whoa hang on so Aloha against Hearts like Aloha that they probably that they, the kind of most enclosed stadium in Clack Manager um, they're playing Hearts Hearts going very very well I'd be surprised if they can turn them over but um, yeah no I think Mother St Johnson St Johnson I don't know how they got through uh, it's probably just because United lost to Peterhead not that I'm angry or bitter in any way shape or form <laughs> but well, here's here's a bit of trivia for you. For the the group stages of the the League Cup, Richards, who was the team that scored the most goals in their four matches? Can you Cove guess? Rangers, Livingston. Oh, really? Would you? Would you? Fifteen goals. Apparently, oh, that equals wow. the highest tally since the group stages wow. were introduced. Yeah, okay. I would never have guessed that in a month of Sundays. So there you go. So well done, Livy. All right, let's turn our attention. Actually, let's turn our attention to the. Um, the league fixtures for this weekend, because obviously uh, after Israel, we're back to uh, back to club football. Um, Do we have to? Who are Bakarah? <laughs> they apparently uh, sent their sent their uh, thanks to uh, to Scotland and to the national team because they've surged up the iTunes rankings back to second in the UK. So, oh my god! Um, so Bakarah is having a resurgence. So they're 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 laughing all the way to the bank with the royalties on that one. Um, <laughs> yes sir we can boogie 
Um, so this week's fixtures, we've got Dundee United versus Hamilton Ackies. It's only going to be Dundee United ever. Hamilton have been, I, I keep kind of punting that they're going to, you know, sort something out. And of course, now that I'll tip against them, this is the weekend that they'll do it. So again, don't pay your mortgage on it, but I think it'll be United. I think it'll be United as well. Um, we've got Hibernian versus Celtic. Now, interestingly enough, Celtic haven't won in the league. So not the League Cup, but in the league. Oh, sorry, Scottish Cup, I should say. Uh, at Easter Road since 2014. So it's been uh, quite a while since Celtic have got a win at Easter Road. So what do you uh, think? Hibernian's be... not travelling that well either. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they've had a really, really patchy run. Um, I think it were another close game. And it was a really close game early in the season. Um, and Hibs played very, very well. And, and actually, I thought we were a wee bit unlucky not to beat Celtic. But um, I think Chris Iyer and El Hamid being available, that does make a big difference. Um, so I think Celtic should shade this. I think they are mu- going to be much, much more motivated the second half of the season. I think that they've had lots of kind of little bumps but um, with everything that's happening around about it, I think it's Celtic. Oh, I think if, if, if we're going to say that Celtic's turned the corner or whatever the, whatever you know analogy you want to use, that they're going to have to win at Easter Road. If they don't, then the title race is well and truly whoa, it's blown right open. They can't oh, afford to fall. Yeah. Can't, can't afford to fall any more points behind uh, behind Rangers. Yeah. Uh, Kilmarnock uh, against Ross County. I fancy Killy this time. They've been honking the last couple of weeks, but I, I think they've they, they've got enough on their their plastical pitch, and I think that Ross County will just be just be disconcerted enough by that short run for most of them from Paisley to Kilmarnock. Um, I I know they come from Dingwall, right? Um, but so many of them are from Paisley that 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 it be just far enough and a wee bit breezy that I think they'll lose one 0 yeah, I've, I think Kilmarnock might end the, their rut of 1-0 losses and, and get over the line this week. Uh, we've got Livingston versus St. Mern. I'm ready to take that as a draw, my draw. Um, Good. Just, can, can we not watch? I just don't want to watch it. I just don't want to watch it. Is that okay? We'll, uh, we'll, 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 we might flick through the highlights on, uh, on Monday morning. Um, <laughs> St. Johnson, I've got Motherwell. And I'm actually going to tip St. Johnson. I, I just, and here's my thinking behind this. So this is... Do not put any money on this, but I just think that Motherwell's actually got some players away on international duty. The Gallagher, O'Donnell, uh, Ali Campbell for the 21s, and maybe one or two others. Um, so I just think that a wee bit of disruption where St. Johnson would have had a good, solid um, week and a bit to, to prepare. So I'm going to take St. Johnson up in Perth to get the, get the win. And I'm going to take Motherwell for the entirely opposite reason that I actually think they'll be completely buzzed that they've got guys coming back from international duty and they'll want to get stuck in and I think that they'll probably win and I reckon it'll be Motherwell 2-0. All right, I'm good that we're finally disagreeing on something, so that's good. <laughs> uh, on the Sunday, we've got the one fixture. It's uh, Rangers versus Aberdeen, which is always uh, a tasty a tasty tie. Tasty um, to lead because, and for the first time because so many Aberdeen players were away on international duty. This is true. This is very yeah. true. I'm uh, I'm tipping. I'm leaning towards Rangers two one. I just think, I just think they'll have enough in the in the in the tank. I think Aberdeen will give them a game. I think it'll be a tightly run thing. I can potentially see a red card somewhere, but I just think um, I just think Rangers at the moment. I just can't see the. You know, maybe the international break, maybe that, that that maybe that's the thing that interrupts their their run. But they're just at the moment they're on a they're on a, a crest of a wave, and it's it doesn't seem to be 
crashing anytime soon. Yeah, I, I can't see past Rangers. Sorry, I think they're the best team in the league this season. They have proven it a number of times. And yeah, I can't see them um, succumbing to Aberdeen. I think it's going to be a 2-1 uh, like you. I think it'll be relatively close, but um, aye, that's Rangers. So we've got a couple of midweek fixtures to round out the card this week, and they're just uh, catch-up games from covid uh, related uh, events so we've got Hibernian St Johnson on Tuesday night and then we've got Hamilton versus Aberdeen on Wednesday night Richard quickly your two tips for those matches uh, it's going to be Hibs at home and I reckon it's going to be Hamilton that'll be the banana skin because Aberdeen will have to stay down in Glasgow and they don't like that because it's too warm and humid I'll take Hibs and I'll take a draw in the Hamilton-Aberdeen game. Richard, your final thought for the week? Uh, San Marino captain absolutely gutted um, that they didn't win, but he still shed tears in his interview because they went two consecutive games without defeat against Liechtenstein and the might of Gibraltar. So my final thoughts are for all the football fans of San Marino who, like Scotland fans, have probably suffered for quite a long time. (laughs) my final thought this week goes to Alistair Stratton a St Johnson fan who had his mates in hysterics when he accidentally bought a Peterhead season ticket instead of just the on-stream pass for their game in the Betfred Cup on the weekend (laughs) so uh unlucky and uh you know which was cheaper well, <laughs> I, think, I, think you, I think you spent about £100, so buyer beware and uh, just make sure you know what yeah. you're clicking on online. Uh, yeah. Good advice anytime. Uh, Richard, it's been a pleasure all the way over in Sydney. Uh, we're stre- stretching across the country tonight. It's been great. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Brilliant. Thanks, Antonio. Great to speak to you, mate. Cheers. Yeah, bye. See you soon, guys. Bye-bye.